0: Oh my God, the bar's on fire, somebody save the beer.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible, the podcast that is not about Craig Council being a trader. Um, I am Paul Noonan of Acme Packing Company and the Shepherd Express, and hopefully didn't make JR uncomfortable by taking a side in this fight since he is a professional, unlike me. Um, but <laughs> but uh, that's all I really want to talk about. We're here for the talk about the Packers, who actually won a game and um, against a semi NFL team. Uh, even and uh, well, we can get to the pros, <laughs> we get to the, the pros and cons of beating the Rams in a bit here. But first, to help, first, uh, I already introduced
0: kind of in urban Wauwatosa, we have hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Spending indeed a lot of my time over the last couple of days talking about Craig Council and the Milwaukee Brewers, which I won't say much more about, but I will say that the hardest I've laughed this week so far. Is uh, courtesy of our favorite patron, Danny Noonan, uh, brother <laughs> brother of our host. Oh, Danny Called was so good. In, who quote tweeted a uh, a Matt Lafleur interview, a <laughs> Matt Lafleur interview clip with the line, "It should have, it should have been you." <laughs> <laughs> um, I read that. I read that walking around my house, and I burst into laughter. I was alone in my house. I would have been. I, w- I would have gotten looks, but uh, <laughs> Danny Noonan, shout out to you. That was. One of the highlights of my week, I have to say.
1: Absolutely outstanding work there. Also cracked me the hell up. Good work, Danny. (laughs)
0: So good. But uh, but yeah, we we don't need to talk council. We got this. We got this. We can focus on a win. We can. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, I guess it's a win on pay. It's it's a win in every conceivable metric that is not like I saw it with my own eyes. Everything else, it's a win.
1: Five years from now, we'll look back on this one, and it'll be. Just a memory, a vague memory of, oh, the, the Rams, they weren't that for, they weren't that good that season. But there's a win there. That's as far as it'll be.
0: It's going to be, wait, which teams did they actually beat that season? Oh, oh the
1: Rams. <laughs> the Rams. That's right. That was, oh. And then we'll be like,
0: was that the post-Stafford era? No, I think he played that season. Oh, but he was hurt. Oh, he was hurt. Yeah, was, oh, yeah, he was oh. hurt. That's oh, right. Brett Rippon, I wonder if that's Mark Rippon's son. Oh, it's his nephew. It's his nephew.
1: It's not his son, yeah. What happened to Mark Rippin after that? Not what happened to Brett Rippon after that game? Oh, he was cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, along with the guy uh, with Re- the funny
1: name who was also
0: cut, Placed by Carson Wentz, which is, uh, I mean, not obviously replaced, but they've yeah. signed Carson Wentz. And I mean, I just can't think of a bigger indictment. I'm sorry, Brett Rippon, but that's a tough, tough beat.
2: It is. You know who's not replaced by Carson Wentz is my name is Matt, but you can call me Mattel. Yeah. We were general Twitter rouser. Oh, that, felt, that was that was a good one. It felt good. That was good. Old school. Well done. <laughs> hey, JR. Yes? If you needed a lawyer to talk about the Craig Council situation, you know what you would call it?
0: Uh, council, council. Me. <laughs> 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 I mean, I knew it was a council joke. I just couldn't quite formulate that in my head fast enough. So yep. uh, I salute you, Matab. Your, good your dad good joke good game, work. Work. game is... You know, Mark Atanazio
1: at- actually is a lawyer, so... It works that way <laughs> yeah but again uh, not a brewers podcast so um should we start should we start on our defense since they played against the non nfl <laughs> portion of the rams we can
2: get that out of the way i really like how people are like we owe joe Barry an apology and it's like you no, played against don't. a terrible but ba- you <laughs> played against a terrible backup in a hurricane <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
0: what uh, w- was the defense good like I, I recognize you can't just look at any NFL game, no matter how bad the competition, and see a team give up three points and say that it was a bad performance. I, guys stepped up. They didn't play yeah. Walker, and like Isaiah McDuffie's was, was a dude. Carl Brooks is a dude. Carrington Valentine, like that's that's awesome. probably the it's the the best part about this game is that young dudes finally started to look like they can hang in the NFL. But um... <laughs> but what's well, the Rippen... NFL,
1: I think is the question. Oh and... my
0: God, Brett Riffin is so bad. He's
1: very God. bad. Oh my he... God. He has a twenty arm. When we talk about the, in the future, when we talk about what a twenty arm is, that that's it. That that you just saw it play an NFL game, and this is what happens. Um, but people played well, and I do think we should give Joe Barry a, li- a little bit of credit here for. We
0: do that a lot this year, and I don't like it. I don't well,
1: love it. Uh, I I'm with you on that. But they have given they've had games where they haven't given up a lot of points. They're still bad on third downs and Joe Barry stuff, but he coordinated this game uh, as if the other quarterback couldn't throw. And that is correct and what you should do. And I think that in previous seasons, he maybe would have stuck with what he does and gotten, like, run off the field by the running game. And, no, he didn't. He crowded the line. He played run-stopping people. He was not afraid that the quarterback would beat him deep or any other way. <laughs> and um, that's good. Like, Joe Barry did—he passed his very, very light
2: intelligence test. And he doesn't pass many of them, so we should give credit where it's due. So— this is one of my favorite box score scouting games that I think I've ever seen. Because if you just look at the raw stats, so uh, the Rams had 187 yards of total offense. Yeah, under 200 has not
1: happened in a long time.
2: <laughs> uh, so 119 passing, 68 rushing with two turnovers, and they only achieved 10 first downs. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was brutal. That's so, college yeah, you look numbers, this- man.
2: Is Iowa like I made a joke that it was Iowa versus Penn State yep. <laughs> like, yeah. it also really played in favor of
1: what a lot of the especially the young Packers do well like Carrington Valentine is a very aggressive player like he likes to stick with guys and be in their grill and when you can be pretty unafraid of things like double moves that works better like Ripon's not gonna gonna hurt you if you cheat up too much and so he could be in in uh, Puka Nakua's grill and in Cooper's grill and not really face any consequences for doing it. So it did help the young guys that they could do that. They could play like aggressive college guys, and they did, and it worked. Um, I think McDuffie was the most impressive because he, w- he had to go backwards and forward. A lot of the Packers in this game only had to go forward. <laughs> That's kind of my my basic breakdown of this but he was good in pass coverage and he was good as a run stopper and as like a situational blitzer and stuff he played really really well he was I think the shining star of the
0: defense yeah and Jair too who I think I I don't know I I didn't actually get through all of last week's podcast I apologize guys but I don't know where we are on him it was long it's it's not been a good year (laughs) okay so
2: here's your here's your TLDR um Film guy for acting packing company, Rich Madrid. Yep. Um, He's a 49ers fan, but he's a film grinder. Uh, He tweets something like, like, wow, Jair's healthy again. And I was like, no, Jair's trying again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's your, there's your TLDR.
0: I mean, he was great. And uh, they, they, covering for result Douglas. I mean, that's probably another one of the comforting things is it looks like between Valentine and and Alexander playing at a high level. Like they could, they can maybe get away with it without having result.
2: Oh, man, there. that means you missed my pitching allegory. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, right. sorry,
0: man. I feel Killing terrible. I really stuff. do. We'll get it terrible. back around some other time. It's all good. I, I do listen. So- when I'm not on, I do listen. It's just <laughs> last week, man, I had like unbearable tooth pain. I needed a root canal. And honestly, I wasn't doing really anything. Also, when you're not right, here, also- we
1: don't ever shut
2: up. So that
1: also yeah.
0: doesn't help. Yeah, you need and me we- to get you guys to shut up. Yeah. yeah. Also,
2: we both got pretty housed and it got real chatty, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That was a, that was a rough one. Yeah. Halloween man. Halloween, Halloween. That was Halloween night. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, Isaiah McDuffie has always been like a good cerebral person. He's just a small. Yeah. It's always been his issue. Yeah.
0: Are we, cause Jonathan Owens was okay in this game and forced a turnover. Are we at a point where he might actually finish the season on this team? Because as you know, <laughs> I, I do in fact have an interest in that. That yeah,
1: was a good, a good content game from that perspective for sure. Um, I think he's gonna make it. There's enough injuries, and he's he's done enough on teams and as a backup that I think he's gonna stick. I think he got this one. I think he good the rest of the year. Yeah. this is I gonna buy him time.
2: Yeah. But AJJ, right? Like, it took. Okay, what what game? What week was this? Nine? It's is it nine? Man, yeah. I think it is. is nine. So my prediction was that AJJ is a starter by week six. So week ten, yeah, almost, like- yeah, almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, look at that. I feel smart. Yeah, that's right. Week 10 next week.
1: Pretty good. Um, but again, we we should take the the entire defensive performance with an enormous grain of salt. Um, for the quarterback reason, uh, it was smart. It was good to see young guys. It was a good game to get them experience. But I just can't help thinking back to that the preseason and how we thought we had like four good edge rushers and a bunch of depth in the secondary. And then the regular season started and it turns out none of that was true. (laughs) And so let's see him do it against a real NFL offense, which might not happen for a couple weeks because Pittsburgh's not very good either. They're better than this. But uh, it's not their forte, so might be might be in for another good one next week. Hope so.
2: <laughs> Pittsburgh has a has a winning record and a negative thirty point differential. <laughs>
1: they do. They're all defense. That did you guys, did, By the way, did you guys watch any of the Pittsburgh game? Um, I don't know why no. I did. I was in Minnesota, but um, if you okay, I highly recommend if you didn't see it, uh, go Google the George Pickens non touchdown play. Because he is a unofficial George Pickens record was set, which is the furthest inbounds any receiver has ever caught a touchdown when failing to get two feet inbounds. Um, he it turned out not to be a touchdown. He caught the ball literally like seven feet from the sideline and did not get both feet down, despite not having anybody near him. Uh, you got to see it to believe it. it it's it is. Absolutely incredible! It's one of the laziest NFL plays you will ever see. Uh, if you didn't see it live, go watch a video of it. Yeah, people were making fun of him a lot. It, it's it's bonkers. You won't believe it. it it's absolutely crazy. So anyway, we'll get you that know, next you, week. So that's fun.
0: You just so they don't they they get outscored, but they win games. Yeah. The Packers the Packers are outscoring their opponents, one sixty to one fifty nine. Yep,
2: one point. Right, because a couple blowouts will will do that to you. Yeah,
0: that's just that. I don't understand. But, yeah, but,
1: um, uh, you got the 18 against the Bears, the plus 18, but you, you gave up 14 net to the Lions. So, you know they're playing a lot of close games. Yeah, got 17 over the Rams, but yeah, Pittsburgh's it's one thing. Should we talk about the offense, which actually did face Matt? Did you just watch the Pickens? <laughs>
2: oh my god, dude. <laughs> it was the worst thing. I, I'm I've not ever exaggerating, seen. right? He's He legitimately is six yards inbounds, and he lands on his right foot and cannot get his left foot down before he goes out of bounds. For
0: six feet. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible.
1: Oh, that was that's terrible. Never I seen anything like it. that. All right, let's talk about the Packer offense, because they actually faced a real NFL team, mostly, uh, with yeah, Aaron Donald and himself.
2: Did you see JRJ's passing block great?
1: Uh, 29, right? It was 29. Yeah, 29. 29 oh, for no. John Runyon Jr. Now, do Ugh, they hit I him? Mean, it's
2: against... It's
1: Aaron Donald. It's like, Aaron Donald. And, and do they hit him with those penalties? Like, does that... Because that's not I fair. Believe.
0: They did. I'm, yeah, they game-logged him for it. Even the one that was... Uh, call for nine. Yashin, yeah, they, they gave it to JRJ. Which, which also, I think... By the way, I think that played into J.R.J. making that mistake twice. I do, because too, because he wasn't he alerted of it. Under- right, exactly. I don't think he understood that that penalty was on him. And so he was just doing what he always does, has always done in the history of football. And he did it again, yeah. and then he gets flagged for it again. That's kind of nonsense. It is nonsense.
1: Honestly. Those those were horrible calls. And I was, I was actually wondering if PFF cut, yeah, hit him for that. I don't care, but I think he was a little better than a 29. Not Not a ton, but a little bit. And those plays were huge. So, um, oh, by the way, I I do want to mention my conspiracy theory about this, which is correct. Um, that oh, it's right. Yeah, it's totally right. This is that call is a trial balloon for ending the tush push. That is, mm-hmm. you're you're going to see the Eagles get flagged for that specific offsides penalty uh, the next time they try it in, in an attempt to curtail it. That is what's going to happen.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent midseason point of emphasis. I yep. have no doubt in my mind. Uh
1: huh. It's coming. It's coming. Eagles, prepare for it.
0: Speaking of tush. The oh, offense dear. in general,
2: just just they <laughs> were just cheeks, man.
0: They were yeah, That's that's very good, JR. Appreciate that. I mean, somebody needs to push because it is tush. It is bad. I so like I'm, I watched primarily. I was unavailable Sunday, and I watched the condensed game. And I haven't really even engaged in a lot of the post game. But I I I, I come back to the the biggest question still: what what people are thinking of Jordan Love, man. I haven't seen him even flash. Like I haven't seen him make a throw. He dropped one, I don't remember which week, in in a guy's breadbasket a few weeks ago along the sideline. It was a tremendous throw, and I remember being kind of jacked up for it.
2: Yeah, it was Reed into double coverage. It landed in his hands, and he dropped it. Yeah, okay, yes, the pod- yes. I was yes, talking yes. about the podcast last week, yeah.
0: I'm sure you were a great podcast big topic <laughs> fan first time long time, but I you have you don't see that. You don't see it anymore. You see a lot of the underthrows still, oh boy, are there underthrows. Man,
2: it's killing me. Just killing but me. But he's so, he's so good at DPI.
1: It's... <laughs> it's not so I was I have been thinking since this season started that maybe this is a new thing. Maybe this is the result of them trying to teach him uh better mechanics to get more air under the ball and it's just uh, he's not letting it fly. He's, like, trying to aim instead of throw. So I went back and watched, a, like, basically every deep throw he had in college. Nope, nope, same thing. Same exact stupid thing. Uh, consistent underthrows. They got disguised a lot as back shoulders. They uh, There were a lot of blown plays where he didn't have to make a good throw. There were only two bombs in his entire college career where he hit a guy in stride uh, over the top down the sideline. Like, two uh, in, like... Dozens and dozens and dozens of attempts. So this is a long standing love problem. It's not gotten better and you gotta be able to hit these. You just do. Like otherwise everybody's gonna cheat up on you and just let you throw incompletions. It's it's rough. I I'm with just he is absolute cheeks on anything down the field. It's very unfortunate. Um this game was it had a lot of other problems too, which they ran the ball like Matt LaFleur ran the ball like fourteen times in a row in the first half or something like that got a touchdown out of it because they got right, but he, he
2: read the tweets man that's that's what it was. but like oh you want you want aaron jones to get the ball he's gonna get to he,
1: the he employed did he get the ball he had 20 carries in this game right like yeah
2: well just, 20 touches i think
1: yeah I the think, fumble yeah that was bad fumble too man some the wicks fumble was bad too although he was kind of unlucky and that nobody touched him yeah. while he was down but um that was a bad fumble but but like the running was like it was okay uh, like their success numbers were okay but they didn't break anything they mainly like just picked up like four yards every time and that'll work against this team <laughs> and some other teams but it's not going to work next week like next week every run's uh, going to get zero
2: <laughs> also aj Dillon was not awful he wasn't he was okay no, he was good yeah he, he was an nfl running back he
0: was, yeah, was gotta give credit
2: where it's due he was actually pretty good
1: in this game he i would say like, dare i say outplayed aaron jones Whoa. well i mean you see this
0: sh- you see the shortcomings of that though like okay their running game was was okay and they scored 20 points against a defense that's good it, it's solid but like they they manhandled most aspects of that game and still 20 to 3 is what you come away with two touchdowns
1: yeah was they were hurt badly by those stupid offsides penalties i think if the, those don't get called they score it uh, probably another touchdown maybe two more
2: maybe get a field goal out of it well the- the first touchdown drive was their only unpenalized drive out of like four or five drives yeah mm. and so it's like yeah like that'll that'll happen and, and also something i do want to mention about the run game the wide receivers apparently learned how to block no
1: kidding where did yeah. that come from watson was blocking I'd, his ass off like
2: yeah like and then of course the one time he makes a catch he breaks six different parts of his body he does <laughs> that it's a, <laughs> it's a thing he does jr did you hear like when he was being taken to the locker room after
0: that big catch like yeah, that there was. were three different injuries that were being <laughs> like, evaluated for being concussion, a... <laughs> back and elbow or something. Yeah, it
2: was chest, a back and
1: chest. He got squished on both. Sides. He's so bad at high pointing the ball. His body can, He has the worst body control, just the worst. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, he, he caught it. He did a good job catching it, but he jumped at the wrong time. He got himself sideways for no reason, <laughs> and right. it's also he Love's fault. High... Just throw the ball further. Yeah, it's he didn't just have a to do pro. that. Like he was going to be wide <laughs> open.
2: So- Watson high pointed a ball that all 5 foot 9 of me could have high pointed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how bad his body control.
0: Was. Yeah. I mean, between the throws that are always going to be underneath and and the the way he catches the ball, of course Christian Watson is al- always going to be hurt. You know, he's he's already facing that as it is. Questions about his durability and then of course he's going to leave a game with an underthrown ball.
1: Yeah. We should talk about a couple of the positives that did happen. Th- things that give me hope. Um, they'll be crushed next week, but there's a couple of them. Dontavian Wicks is a dude. He's a dude. He's good. We, be- uh, By the way, if you're a podcast listener, you're welcome. Um, we-
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, by the way, if you are an APC prop vets reader, you're welcome.
1: Oh, yeah, no kidding. He's hit the over on his uh, yards like four or no, five weeks ago.
2: He's hit every single one of his overs anytime he's a prop vet.
1: Yep. Um, and we have been we have been building him up because his underlying per play metrics have been good all season. advanced ones, like his separation numbers, his route running numbers, his ESPN analytics numbers, and just his normal ones. like uh, he's the only guy who looks like a decent receiver. When he catches it, he gets like twelve yards instead of um Dobbs only like every time he catches it, he gets like six yards, which is not good. <laughs> you know um, and he catches most of his targets. Uh, he did have the boneheaded play in this game, but again, it was a yeah, that was weird. It was a I weird play, you know. It was a weird play where uh, any other Packer receiver tries that, they're being touched by the guy who's guarding them very closely, and it's just down. He had he got
0: separation, and nobody was there. Yeah, and do you begrudge a guy for trying to get those last yards? I know that no. can be a stupid call at the goal line sometimes or yeah. whatever, but like I don't know. It was kind of a the pass wasn't perfect. He was twisting a little yeah, bit. The pass would like be
1: better. I, yep, it it was right on the right sideline. The guy, Could have like, right very easily hands. gone out of bounds. Yeah. Whatever. But he is he is a dude. Like he is a good route runner. He has he is catching things now. And he he actually has some wiggle to him. Um he is the like the by far the most enjoyable guy to watch on this team. So yay for Dontavian Wicks. I hope that they st- keep giving him more time, even if it's at the expense of Watson or Dobbs.
2: You heard it here first, folks. Paul Noonan likes watching the Wicks wiggle.
1: By the way, Dontavian Wicks on my <laughs> my annual um Rops underrated column was one of the receivers in it before the Packers took him. He was he was, Heck, he was yeah. so Read that one. It's helpful.
0: Why haven't they hired you? Why are you still doing a podcast with <laughs> us two idiots? <laughs> uh,
2: I I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, my guess is his day job is more lucrative than running no, numbers probably, for wider yeah. <laughs> <laughs> press. <Probably true. laughs>
0: um, he's he is a council council. Uh, so Musgrave, he like did did he look okay like he was good except except he is he has never caught a ball and ran with it in his i know and that was good that was really good play design i don't know if i think anybody was amazing on that play it was just they they busted something out that was a little unique and then they managed to get the matchup they wanted that's the kind of stuff i thought we'd see all year
2: so in his in his touchdown play the the big linchpin of that is his acting ability yeah. because he ha- he has to sell his block and he has to sell that he like quote unquote lost his block otherwise he's not going to be open <laughs> so like he did he did a great job like he, he did go a great watch job. the replay that was a he f- sells his block really yeah, well that
1: was a 49er play that they ran perfectly but he had enough, like, the the uh, like deep outs that he ran, um, like the big crossing one. That was good, too. And he smoked a <laughs> yeah, linebacker I'm, on that play.
0: Yeah, it was good until he freaking had to make a diving well, catch
2: that he didn't have to make. I know. He's that's not true, coordinated. Like, the he's just fast. but, like, better pass,
0: and he doesn't fall over. It's the pass. <laughs> yes, but, and like, yes, if, he is... It, like,
2: it, he's, not, the other he's not ten, great with the ball. <laughs> but, like, like, like Mike Gesecki makes that catch and keeps running. He's a baby draft. Like, he is a baby draft. That's giraffe. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that is... Uh,
1: he never he I think he generated zero yak in college. That is his game. He goes down as soon as he's touched. Um, yeah, that, that, he, yeah he broke it.
2: He, te- he technically broke a tackle on his touchdown pass.
1: Yay for him. But he, this is how he, he should he slightly be used. Lifted, like yeah, he's he he lately lifted his left leg. <laughs> he's useful when he catches the ball down the field because that's the only way he can actually get down the field with the ball. <laughs> you got to
2: use him that way. He's fast. That's his thing. Keep doing that. And I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, running speed outs to him on third and six where he catches the ball and has to get three yards of yak. That's not going to happen. Is that, Never going to happen. Why is that designed? Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that.
0: Are, have you watched a lot of Tucker Craft to know if he's coming along? Yes. It, it seems like he's, he's, he's,
1: he's not He's not cheeks. He's my guy. he's he is not terrible anymore. He was a good blocker in this game. uh he is a work in progress as a receiver, but like, He's eventually the guy you want running those stupid Musgrave routes <laughs> Because he actually, uh, so he's up two divisions. For, he played in the lower division in college. But he was a yak monster. And part of that is he was just way bigger than everybody else. But that is his game. And he is good at it. You just get, like, you get him the ball on that stupid speed out. <laughs> and he actually can get those three yards. But he's got to be able to hold up the rest of the end of the bargain to do that. And he's making progress there. He was a good run blocker in this game. He had some good uh, blitz pickup. And uh, I think they can start to phase Deguara out because that guy is not an NFL player.
0: Mm-hmm. Tough scene. seen and Brett Rippen can uh, get into coaching or something. Yeah. Um, I, I ask an overriding question because I, I haven't heard a lot of people speak in these terms. And, and maybe this is the rube in me that doesn't have a really good understanding of what to what to cheer for or look for. But like. Did we want, do we want the Packers to win games? Because I, they're not <laughs> oh, going to the playoffs. It's a, lo- a
2: loaded question, man. It, also, is, loaded, it is loaded. It is loaded. They and, might be going to the playoffs. That's the bad thing.
0: Well, uh, I, I don't want to play into the, you know, the the, 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 what is quote unquote loser's mentality of only cheering for draft picks. It's, it's, I, I just like, because this was a win against a really below average team. Yep. It was not resounding. They are not different than they have been all these they're other not. weeks. They're They're quite yeah. bad. So, Facing off with a team that can conceivably get a better draft pick than them, do we want you know so what do you what are we this, what are you rooting for?
2: This particular win, they went from sixth to seventh in the draft order. Well, oh, that's not and bad. Then the team they lost position to was the Rams. I think so, yeah, it did
1: more damage towards just their potential for moving up more than anything sure. else. Um, I've been my my logical brain and my fan brain had a big fight about this, like as the game was going on, because. Like when I'm watching the game, I, I get mad when they make bad plays, and I do want them to win. But like as soon as the game's over, I am totally like, I want one of the good quarterbacks, and now we're not going to get one of the good quarterbacks, yeah. and yeah. I turn into GM Paul, who is kind of an asshole, honestly. And <laughs> um,
2: also, how how long this off season did the three of us sit here and go, this team is ass, and they're only going to win games because they have an ass schedule. Yeah. And then here we are, week after week, going,
0: why is this team suck so bad? <laughs> They but really they're... have every break too, you know. Stafford going out. Yeah. You've talked about this. I think you said this on last week's podcast. The part I listened to. You know, <laughs> everything has broken their way, they and should... they still don't win games.
1: I, 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 I've been saying all season, and just reiterating it. They should be like viking fraud contenders that's what they should be this year they should be that team where like outsiders is writing every week like this team is a huge fraud even though they're you know seven and two or whatever and they're gonna get smoked in the playoffs and we should be on this podcast going like they are but it's fun and, and, and instead it's like you lost to that you lost to the vikings without yeah. justin jefferson you lost to the broncos really um so yeah. yeah but then
2: the Broncos went on to win another game I know that so was I don't, I don't over the Chiefs <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, right, which is uh, why speak- I think the Packers are going to screw around and win
1: the, the they game. might they're not out it's of it the they're like two games just... out of a playoffs yeah
0: do you guys do you guys are you familiar with Annie? I think it's Annie Agar on uh on Twitter she's yep, got a yep, pretty yes. big
2: following we're, we're aware of
0: Annie yes. <laughs> I'm sure I'm Matt sure. doesn't like I, Annie i fine with her all right, I have no problem with her. I, I watch her weekly sort of recaps, and I do laugh. This one, I really laughed. Speaking of the Chiefs, because uh, we're talking about the the Dolphins getting getting beaten in Germany, and then the do- her Dolphins character was excited about the compliment she was getting, and whatever the word was, they put it into a Google translator, and you hear the Google translator voice like that means fraud in German because <laughs> you just said I didn't set this up very well. But the bottom line is, it's very funny. And <laughs> yeah, if, you ha- if you have not heard of any Agar, who is a Packers fan. Um, I, I do enjoy that. What's the... <laughs> why don't you... Why don't you... What Matt, Matt, just, with
1: her? Matt just dumped it into the the thing. That's why he doesn't. Um I'll tell you oh, why I, I don't like it's her. It's going
0: to be a secret that yeah. we can't share. I,
1: I
2: will tell you my, it's, my... No, it's not a secret to anybody who's aware yeah. of who that human being is. Matt, Matt's oh, reason okay. that he
1: wrote down is correct. Um, but I have another reason, too, which is her shtick is actually... uh Stolen's probably a little harsh, but... Oh. Yeah. Um, but it is highly influenced by a stand up comedian named Ben Brainerd who does that shtick yeah. uh, for yeah. all fifty states. And it is it is just that shtick. And it is oh, man, uh, I let's love, take I love ben, ben Brainerd's shtick and we'll do it for all NFL teams. That is what well, I mean. That, which is fine. Even, you can adapt things, yeah. but
2: but even in the NFL sphere, she's not unique. You got Scooter Magruder who's been doing it for yeah. ten years. So that is like, the then, exact
1: same thing. And, and then we'll just generally say we disagree with her politics. Not uh, I will say I disagree with her politics. I won't speak for <laughs> all <quality laughs> you guys. You do know, you, I. You, yeah, you can, you're allowed to have different politics, but um, she's not mine. So.
0: Uh, I think you guys know where I stand politically. Yeah. So uh, okay. Uh, I feel like I had one more question. Oh, since we are, it is the season of Wisconsin sports coaches not coming back. Like, <laughs> Mike Budenholzer, Craig Council, I ask again, how are we feeling about Matt LaFleur in the year 2024 coming back as Packers coach? I know I ask this every week, but it changes every week, so it's it good to keep every, every week. Week. Good
1: Uh, I feel like he's way more on the hot seat than he was like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. and this game. I don't know if it helps that much. They did a few things better. But, like, if guys don't come along and they keep looking this horrible, especially in first halves where he has the most control, um, he's going to be in trouble. Like, he definitely is going to be in trouble. Like, this is not going well for him. Like, you're there to develop young guys at this point. That's that your, your team is to all 25-year-old guys. And a quarterback you've had for, like, your entire tenure, and you got this? Like, yeah, he's he's definitely in trouble.
0: I wonder how what the timing, because Mark Murphy has said he's going to retire after 2015, right? Yeah,
1: like that's, I feel like, the clean break year if you want to...
0: Yeah. So I don't know if they would make a move a year before that departure or if there would be sort of a let's wait a year and get a new guy in here and he can be part of the decision-making process. I don't know. So
2: you've got the, like, we were talking about in the Slack chat, the legacy cementing Hail Mary. Like, on his way out the door, Murphy does something big that will either, like, like you forget, or people will be like, "That's the greatest on the way out the door decision ever." Um, So, well, my joke was that he'll put a jump at the end of the sledding hill, <laughs> 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 but, but like completely redoing the front office in your last year of your tenure, like that that'd be a hail mary. Yeah, like getting yeah, rid- it's a lot of work of for Goot, you last
0: year too, though. But I guess but
2: getting rid of Goot and Matt at the same time.
0: Yeah, I will always associate him with the sledding hill, thanks, thanks to Erin, one of the stars of Packers Twitter. Indeed, um, and her delightful sledding meme—it's <laughs> so good. Uh, I—that's how—that's just when I, when someone says Mark Murphy, what do I think of? I think of him in an inner tube. <laughs> <sighs> uh, shall we get to questions? Let's do it. All right, Patreon questions first. Of course, patrons get question priority. There's a million of you, so many questions, unbelievable. Jr., did you hear my business voice last week? uh i did i did i got that far i got to the start (laughs) love the business voice do i does it sound like i'm putting on a business voice when i read these you you
2: you get more like like i'm reading from a telepromptery when you're Mm, reading the questions yeah
0: Mm, yeah like like a political candidate or something um all right i guess i hadn't noticed you sound
1: pretty you're generally pretty much yourself though i would say um okay i think i I said i
2: said a bit more i'm not saying that you sound robust.
0: yeah no no that's good i try i guess i try to read them with sort of a you know, like like a wink and a nod. Some of these are a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. Some of them are are you know like just just trying to to inject that energy into it a little bit. Let's uh, let's give it a go. We're starting with Mark Pudscarby. He's become the new Helen Thomas. He really podcast.
1: has. Yeah, he's always in right away, instantly. <laughs> Love it.
2: I mean, become. He's been Helen Thomas for
0: three. years. Well, for a while, who was it? Yeah, he we was... had a
1: different first every time for a while. Was it Jay Google first? He was yeah on the Jay Google pod for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mark has has unseated Jay Google. Here we go, Mark Putzgarby. I decided to change my question since we won and be a little more positive. Yeah, right. Given how young the Packers are on offense, is the fact that they rank around average in the NFL in most advanced metrics a positive thing? Why do fans act like this offense is one of the worst in the NFL? <laughs> and if it is a relatively positive thing, who would deserve the credit for that?
1: Oh, man. I think this is one of those you need to take a lot of context into account here kinds of things, because there's a lot of garbage time yards in that. There's a lot of the bears who to, to be fair, haven't been as bad as we, I think we saw in in week one. Um, they got Montez sweat now. Yep. They do. Um, And it's not like, like they scored 18 on new Orleans, which it's a good defense. 18 is not terrible against them, but yeah, 13 against the Raiders is pretty rough. Like there's just a lot of bad stat lines here. They had 10 against the Vikings. So like, yeah you, you you did okay a few times the other thing is like league offense is down a lot so um it is true that the Packer offense relative to the rest of the league isn't as horrible as it seems because the league's just not very good it's like baseball was last year which is bad and they should do something to fix it um but I don't I still don't think it's good um i I think the first half thing is a big deal. There is garbage time mixed in heavily to their production, and I, I don't think we should be giving them a lot of credit exactly. Um, I, I'm more on blame than credits, even though they are technically speaking average, and there half the teams are somehow worse on offense than them. It's know, honestly incredible. Um, <laughs> and credit, I don't know, like. no no idea like that's the thing like you can't give it to matt because i feel like it's all second half stuff after he's out of it but love's kind of crappy and the receivers are all kind of bad and aaron jones hasn't played enough to get credit so i don't know i think it's just a bad to average team that's gotten lucky a few
0: times in baseball we talk about the run environment where you know guys are not measured guys can't be measured across eras because the baseball changes park factors change everything changes so like you you are often there are stats to measure against your era does the same thing apply in absolutely football?
1: yeah okay and it's a bad offensive error right now it is
0: yeah i mean obviously like you know 1960s football is different from modern football but like i'm talking i'm talking more micros stretches of time it's interesting that we've kind of ebbed and flowed away from good offense um uh, micro, stretches. Many my, micro stretches great quarterbacks micro stretches yeah
2: my 90s retro band
0: Yes. Sean Griffin says, whatever happened to Appleton Coffee Company? Matab, that was for you. I ordered some Packerland (laughs) breakfast blend from them last year and was surprised when the coffee shipped from California.
2: So it's a very long story. Um, Long story short, (laughs) um, Steve, who runs Appleton Coffee Company, had a pretty bad health scare at one point um, and went through a big like, what does it all mean thing? Uh, Left his job to start his own firm and in that had to outsource to keep up with the demand and then realize that that was actually just like not good and so shut it all down but you shut it all down abruptly so that's why if if anybody had some issues um, hit me in the dms (laughs) yeah yeah
1: we've fixed some problems for some people already who had orders outstanding when the abrupt thing happened and we'll do our best to make you whole if you did yeah but yeah
2: so I, i i uh steve and i have actually only talked like one time since then so uh he's also fallen out of my life, sadly.
0: Oh miss you, buddy. miss you, Steve. Shouts to the uh to the to the coffee though that have that has gone to many, many a reporting is eligible listener over the years. Uh Jonathan Deal, it seems just like Stafford Matt Stafford's thumb ligaments, the Packers' hopes of drafting Caleb May or MHJ just snapped. Was this a strategic loss by Sean McVeigh getting up <laughs> getting one up on his fellow Shanahan <laughs> disciple before dipping out of coaching for a TV gig? <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> um it was not i don't think mcbay is not going to tank on purpose like that so uh i mean it would be smart it would be a a second level evil to do it and you're not going to have Stafford that much longer like he's just falling apart Uh, the you know he got his ring and he is beaten up a whole lot so i don't know maybe but the rams also aren't going to get one of the top two so um so there you go and
2: yeah, that's that's it. I feel, I feel like Matt Stafford is eternal. Like he's just gonna, he's gonna be playing until he's forty five. Like as a backup somewhere, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that guy's still. <laughs> I
1: think he's almost done. I, the body's starting to break down. I don't think he's gonna stick it out long haul.
0: He's got his ring. Think, There's no reason to. He's I think not... it all
2: depends on what what Kelly wants.
0: <laughs> Fair. Sean McVay is gonna rule on television. He will. I think he's gonna be awesome. Yep. Uh, Patrick Detmer says this weekend's matchup with the Steelers. We'll see highly acclaimed coordinators, Joe Barry and Matt Canada, go head to head. Given the common theme of music references on this show, which coordinator and their collective unit of players is Creed and which one is Nickelback? That's not fair. Both both of
2: those bands are actually good. That's the problem. Listen
0: to me. Listen to me. Nickelback is from Canada. Matt Canada is Nickelback. Yep, that's, that's correct. just How it is? Oh, JR did the is.
2: same research I did, so <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew, also knew Nickelback was from Canada, but also Nickelback has a very special place in my heart because uh, Silver Side Up came. Silver Side Up came out the summer I started driving, so like it's it was this the soundtrack to my freedom of youth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Joe so Ber- the song. Net- go ahead. Go ahead, Joe Barry.
2: Joe Barry's Limp Biscuit, just for the record. Joe Barry's Limp Biscuit" and Matt Canada is the song Blame Canada from South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut.
0: Love it. Love it. Joe Barry, you just got to have faith. Sorry, you got to have faith! <laughs> got to have faith! <laughs> That's what Matt LaFleur has. What's had an idea
1: for the worst cover band of all time which was just to have a cover band that does covers in the style of limp Bizkit covering faith and then <laughs> in, the, in the middle of everyone you just ha- have the random yell of uh, what is it shut the f up or whatever get the golf yeah that yeah
2: it's 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 get the f up that's what that's what fred Durst says i know this because he recently <laughs> went viral because li- he was like he was playing like a state fair as a as a country artist and then like, like the Everlast? rest of Limp Bis, I
0: suppose, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> or the lead singer um, of Stained. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that happened too. Goodness. But then yeah.
2: the, the rest of Limp Biscuit came out and they did a Limp Biscuit song while he's wearing a cowboy hat
0: and a flannel. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. That's I am great. looking that up when we're done here. Uh, listen, the song Never Again, the first single, not first single, first track on the Silver Side Up album, I believe. <laughs> By Nickelback, deeply problematic, horrible song. Like truly, I mean, chef's kiss of how bad Nickelback is. That song, for reasons I can't explain, has been in my head when I was going through these six days of hell with this unbearable tooth pain. Like every day, I'd wake up with it in my head. I don't know why. I haven't heard it in years. It's it's a, it's abhorrent music.
1: It's, it's because Nickelback but, is the tooth pain of music. That's why. oh, that's
0: a really good point. Yeah, that's really good. Yep, that's true. Um, I will say I do have a soft spot in my heart for Nickelback. For some songs, Leader of Men is a jam. They have great pyro at, sh- at their concerts. I have, unfortunately, seen them live three times. Uh, four times if you count the time that they sang before th- during the Thanksgiving game between the Packers and the Lions in 2011 when they got booed so badly they only played one song. Truly a seminal moment. Uh, Here, but, here's uh, how
1: my brain works. I can't hear Nickelback without singing it in Justin Timberlake voice. Why? We're bringing Nickelback.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my God. I can't do it, Paul. That's just a, that's tough. <laughs> it's Nickelback. Hey. Okay. By
2: the way, there exists out there some metal covers of Nickelback songs that are actually
0: pretty good. Yeah. So
2: yeah. So uh, like. Well, the they song covered song.
0: "Ghost of Tom Joad." uh yeah. Rages cover <laughs> of "Ghost of Tom Joad."
2: <laughs> but the the Nickelback song "Someday."
0: Yeah. Like, someday. Yes, yeah, so we all know it. It's yeah. terrible.
2: It makes a, It makes a
0: great metal song. Huh. All right. That's great. Uh, I will be looking some of this up. I'm, I'm excited about this. The Olympus gets stuff in particular. JD says, I was at the game Sunday. What a great time. Was nice to be there for a win after being at last season's Jets debacle. Jordan loves arm talent is well documented. Maybe his biggest attribute yeah. coming out of college. We all know he was a very, he had a very strong arm. Should have no issue hurling them deep down the field with his big arm. Why does he put up so much air underneath all his deep throws? It seems to be literally every deep throw is yep. short because he kind of lofts them. Shouldn't Matt Lafleur and Clements be telling him, "Dude, rip it. Use that big arm. You can't overthrow Watson. If he could just start throwing these without so much air, I think he'll be cooking with gasoline."
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, he can also, throw it. No, no sub question from JD this week. Yeah,
1: it's out. He got tired too. Um, <laughs> it's a big arm he can throw like deep outs and like gun it over the middle and rip the seam and do stuff like that but he has bad mechanics and form and somebody told him to throw jeff blake specials all day and he's been doing it since college and um it's a it's a problem and i'm not like surely at this point someone has told him knock it off get it out there try and overthrow christian watson because you won't and uh nope it's uh It's a thing. He seems to try to aim the ball more than throw it. And they got to just, when you're going deep, they just got to tell him like, just let it rip, dude. Better deep than intercepted.
2: Okay. Aim instead of throw. Is that a baseball thing? Like, I feel like. I just think it's a throwing thing.
1: Uh, It's a pitching thing for sure. It is a pitching criticism that pitchers get when they are, um, when they lose the zone a little bit. That you're overthinking it. You got to get just back in your muscle memory and just
0: let it go. So yes, it is a baseball thing. Okay. Trozen. Uh, in the 1980s, there was a really fun video game called Battlezone, which was a proto 3D game of tank battles. Yeah, yeah. This I... game against the Rams reminded me of when I was on a roll playing Battlezone and destroying perfectly good tanks. Will this newfound confidence ensure the Packers wind up with the dreaded 13 to 17 pick next April? PS Collective Soul was really good. And FYI, last <laughs> year was Soul Asylum, who absolutely rocked. I'll keep you posted on next year's 90s banger. Love that. <laughs> so good. <sighs> JR,
2: you were legitimately missed by the, the questions. Yeah. Like, there were multiple times. They there were, like, were a
1: couple that
0: JR. were specific <laughs>
1: to you now that I think of it.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of 90s rock references, which I appreciate. I feel like
1: this question is mostly are they going to transfer this momentum into a winning streak that dooms their draft position. I don't really think so. Like, they won this game because if, if Matt Stafford played this game, they would have lost this game. There's no, not a lot of momentum to take away from here, especially against yeah. teams that are halfway decent, which the Steelers are. So, yeah. yeah, they're going to lose to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah
2: but but you, did you hear what Jair said before this game? No, I did not. He was like, we got 10 games left. We're going to win them all.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. He Run did. the table, baby. Run the table. <laughs> um, real quick uh, on, that, on, the, on the subject of tank battles, uh, if you are ever at an arcade that has an original NBA jam machine, um, there is a hidden tank battle game in NBA Jam arcade machines that you can activate by holding down all the buttons and swirling controller four counterclockwise six times, and uh, you will blow the minds of everybody there if you do it right. So, and it will activate big head mode if you actually beat the tank game.
2: Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. what's was that the, early? Uh, what, I was gonna say, what was the NES? Uh, it was a ported arcade game that was like nba jam before nba jam arch rivals arch rivals yeah that's yeah. what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> of uh the um bar um by my dad's place up on lake Gibbick had uh <laughs> had an arch rivals, yeah, arch rivals is fun <laughs> it is totally
1: nba jam with cartoon characters instead of real nba players
0: was there a network like an early networked tank game called bolo or something uh with like there's pool a, boxes there's definitely yeah. a couple
2: of those
1: um for sure, I think one was Vindicators. Um, I mean, there's
2: literally a 1987 tank battle game for the Apple II called Bolo. Oh, there
0: that's you go. probably, it's it. probably it's it. Probably it. Probably it. Middle school on these crappy ass computers. Guys go hanging out in the computer room. Real, real elite stuff yeah. from uh, from. Middle school me and the company I kept.
2: All right. When it, sorry, when it was remade for, for Windows 3.1, they called it WinBolo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Donald Anderson. Update. The Packers have gone zero games since receiving a personal foul. Actually, how unusual is that? Do teams average one personal foul a game? Am I being too harsh? P.S. The Musgrave touchdown was the best play of the year so far by the offense.
1: I think one is too much. I don't think they do average that. It's not that common a penalty.
0: So, yeah, the Packers do this yeah, yeah too much.
1: That's correct, And also, you're right. Also,
2: I, I'm enjoying the tracker. Like, continue to do the <laughs> tracker. I, I like it. It
1: and doesn't the, get very high. It does not. Hopefully not. The Musgrave TD was the best play of the season, though. That is correct. That play was awesome. That play ruled. It did what it was supposed because, to do, and
2: it looked cool. Yeah, I like it. It was written That's, well. It was
0: executed well, and we got a touchdown. That's what it's like with a real quarterback, you know, like those <laughs> plays where you just pass over the middle and the guys got space. And it's just, it's just like pulling teeth to get down the field most of the time. And how many times did they have chances that they ended in field goal attempts? Like or, uh, whatever. PJ Wessels. I like, I like the dental reference, by the way. I'm, I'm all in this week. Like I'm <laughs> the pain was so bad. Like I'm still, I'm two days removed and I'm still feeling, I just feel great. I just feel great. I like, like chewing food makes me so happy right now. Um, PJ Wessel says this game had four turnovers total but it felt like an ugly game even just from red zone. Yeah. What contributes to that?
1: A lot of this was rain, I think. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Um and the the Wicks one was weird. The Jones one I think was very rainy. Um it, it was it was a sloppy, windy, bad weather first cold game of the year game. I think a lot of that was just weather. And it was sloppy. And the Packers are a sloppy team because they're all 25-year-olds. And the Rams are also a <laughs> sloppy team because they kind of suck and their quarterback is awful. So, full uh everything there all made that a bad game
0: correct me if i'm wrong the the rams were a bill came due team right like they went all in That's got right. their ring and and yeah. now they're paying for it that well, is also 100%. The, rams,
2: the rams went to the super bowl without a quarterback With so Bell, like yes. they're, they're, yeah right so there's there's an all-in but then there's also like we've already done it and literally just need a quarterback
1: yeah which they did. And, you know, they actually started off the season pretty good. It's just that they're old. And um, uh, like Puka, Puka's good. Um, and Tutu Atwell's actually good when he has a quarterback to throw to him.
0: Um, it's just that they're so old that they can't keep everybody healthy. Lately, Joel Osment says, management has said how difficult evaluating love has been given the chaos surrounding him. Is it setting the stage for another prove-it year for him and the rest of the team, coaches included? I'm afraid the organization will mulligan and not start fresh until the cap is resolved. I think this is a really, like, legit concern.
1: Yeah, I do, too. Mm -hmm. And they've said, they've given him, like, support in their public statements in evaluating him a couple times, and they seem kind of sincere. And I really hope that they're more sophisticated than, um, you know, like, his stats look okay, it's his first year, like, he won a couple games, like, he he doesn't look good. What's the... I, what i coming come, keep coming back to is like even if he starts hitting a little bit better on like short stuff and playing a little better like what's the ceiling with him like it's not high it's like it's like the 15th best quarterback in the league like it's not yeah. going to be a top 5 guy it's not going to happen like top 5 quarterbacks hit their deep shots right out of the gate like it's one of the things you're good at <laughs> it's, it's fun to it's fun to throw deep shots it's weird to suck at them it's what everybody does on the playground <laughs> all the time <laughs> So I don't know. Right, they no, seem, Jordan
2: Love is throwing mid-range on the playground.
1: <laughs> they seem so high on him, and he—they he, have the excuses built in, and there's just a lot of reasons to keep him around for one more. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm I'm not optimistic that they'll make the right decision here.
0: It's also not his first year. It's his it's fourth not, year. It's
1: not. You should be better. Like. The, right. the reason you sit is so that you don't have these growing pains. Right. That's the
0: point. Uh, if you wanted thing. to like have Desmond Ritter level talent or whatever, you would have taken him in the first round this year, you know, late first round this year. Mid first round. They yeah. probably could have gotten a quarterback that's doing what he's doing now. Absolutely could have. Middle of the first round yep. this season. And we could have skipped all the drama with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because he wouldn't have found anything else to hang his hat on to uh, to build his drama.
2: Look, man, he didn't know that they were recording that conversation. Okay.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> one got me. Uh, He's going to be back in a few weeks, right? Aaron Rodgers. Oh He's yeah, that's back. what he says. Uh huh. Sure, Jan. He in is a the Sunday berries. Limp, I don't <laughs> Absolutely going to be back in a few weeks. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. Case of the Sunday Berries. Shout out to the Packers music guy for playing misery business on one of the kickoffs because that's what watching most of this game felt like. (laughs) I'm not specifically calling for this, but what do you think it would take for the Packers to fire Goody? externally i think there's an overvalu an overvaluation of the personnel he has brought to the team and i'm concerned there's not enough internal pressure on that front as well
2: okay can i just say i'm a little upset that this wasn't just a question about mid-2000s pop punk because like i would have enjoyed that much more than
1: firing our gm <laughs> i feel like it's really um, hard for the gm to get fired um it's, yeah. it, it takes a lot more and there's like He's right. His drafts have been bad, but there's positives too. Like getting Razul is a positive. You know, there's been some decent midseason stuff, and they're not total busts. Gary's good. So I feel like you need to be really bad. And he's got like the 21 draft was awful. There's bad drafts out there. Um, But I think you need to be like super bad as a team, which I don't think they're going to be anymore. Like, I think they'll probably be like within shouting distance of 500 with a clear, like, bare bones, you got nothing left here roster. And uh, it's just not there. So maybe what it takes is the the, uh, the Mark Murphy retirement and just a full seed change. But it's hard to imagine them being bad enough to get Good fired.
0: I'm I just not seeing it. Hmm. Richard Proctor says they say, or someone said, that criticism is a form of love. And with that in mind, do we think the Packers' powers that be are smart enough to remember games like this against a quarterback nepo baby? When Joe Barry brings up points per game allowed in his postseason interview <laughs>
1: uh I don't know how smart they are. I feel like they've fallen behind a little bit uh, but i I don't know it's it, not being in the room it's hard to tell how sophisticated they are. It is, but football teams vary widely. some of them uh, like the Eagles have a team a front office full of geniuses who contextualize everything. And a lot of teams don't. A lot of them are run by ex-football players. Not to say that ex-football players are all morons, but it's a different kind of thing, like scout scouting and uh, being focused on like the wins versus the process. Not all, like some of our process right? Like there's, it's easy for bad evaluation to sneak in here. So uh, who knows? Nobody so knows I what think the Packers if, do.
2: You, Packers fans do not have to look any further to figure out that. Players might not be good at evaluating talent than looking at the New York Jets, who are very upset with Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard's performance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <sighs> um, you know, I, I said something earlier that's got me thinking uh, about this draft spot. If they had taken a quarterback instead of Lucas Van Ness, is Lucas Van Ness going to be all right? Are you following him at all? He actually had a decent game, not a great game, but he
2: yeah, not- he did. Um, <laughs> except he he destroyed a tight end that was fun he did that was fun so he's had
1: some ups and downs I wish when I my edge rushers I like to flash a little more than he has like I feel like even though Gary wasn't super good as a rookie y- you saw like ooh a couple times when it's like oh wow that's yeah. amazing um let's see that again and haven't really had that from Lucas Van Ness so uh, but it's early It it is early with him he doesn't get on the field all the time and he has He played well. He honestly did play well in this game. So it's something, something to build on against non-NFL talent.
0: Cheese Cavarici says, I know I'm not alone in my desire to watch winning football, to watch this young team improve and grow. But I fear we will be just good enough for Joe Barry to stick around and for us to miss out on top quarterback talent in the 2024 draft. I still think Jordan Love can improve and be a decent NFL quarterback, but he hasn't given us a reason to believe he can be a great quarterback. Which we've talked about yep. in the scenario where the team returns to struggling and failing. We actually end up with a top two draft position and take a quarterback with one of those picks. Who do you think that what do you think the Packers will do or should do with Love? Do you keep him for competition? One last look, or do you think he's worth a decent player or pick on the market? Also, how important do you think having a veteran quarterback on the roster next season will be?
1: I don't care about backup quarterbacks or veteran quarterbacks personally and don't think they're important at all. And Sean Clifford is one, even if he's just a name only, so you can always do that. Um The Rams didn't Sean, care about it either. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure Sean Clifford is older than Kenny Clark. I, I can't I haven't confirmed that, but I'm like ninety percent <laughs> sure. He is. Yep.
1: Um and i personally would just move on from love i would just say hey uh, appreciate the effort but let him go if somebody wants to give you a sixth for him f- sure i don't think you'll get that but <laughs> sure mm. um that's but, that's know, damning right there
2: he's got starting experience and uh, mm-hmm. a half decent contract i could see a six yeah okay
1: maybe so but like once you make the decision i clean break that i i don't like the thing where you keep um a guy around and then, like, do the transition midseason. I feel like that wastes a lot of the season. Um, it makes more sense if you've got, like, a Fitzpatrick-level starter um, or a Tanny-level starter. But that's not what love is. Love is, a, at that point, will be a failed prospect. So clean break, start from scratch, let the guy go, and um, see how it works out. Like, I'm very pro-starting guys from day one. Uh, I feel like usually you can tell pretty quickly if you got something or not. Um, CJ Stroud, which we had right now, um, for instance. And so yeah, that that's what I would do personally.
0: I can't believe CJ Stroud is gonna have a better career than Justin Fields, man. That's I can't my mind. <laughs> I know. Ryan Ziegler. <laughs> Paul's victory laughs. Ryan Ziegler, who would be a more successful farmer? Blake Martinez <laughs> or AJ Dylan? Sub question. Why has Matt not joined AJ's Farm Simulator Cooperative? <laughs>
1: uh blake martinez can farm pokemon cards and aj dylan can farm pixels um wasn't it was so
0: a I fraud actually, though like yes martinez? so
2: so blake can't farm pokemon cards because he's been <laughs> he's been banned from the official reselling of it because he sold fake ones um so i guess his whole like i'm turning nfl money into a franchise thing didn't work nope aj dylan would probably be the better farmer like if we're honest yeah but oh, in, yeah. in terms in terms of his farm simulator cooperative um I don't like simulator games like that. <laughs> like, like A.J. Dillon is just out there uh, combining corn, and one week out of the month, I have to literally live in a cornfield. I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> I feel like the sim- simulation games like that appeal to a very specific mindset that finds it relaxing and uh, finds the repetitive task uh, very, very, like, relaxing. A.J., though, also has some farming experience up, up in Dora County on the roof at Al Johnson, so that, that also gives him... <laughs> a one-up there as well.
0: Not sure there are many people like AJ Dillon. No. uh, He's a unique young man. Yes. Uh, And uh, good for content. Old man on a bike in Sherlington. Hello. Just an old man on a bike who wants to talk about Rodgers who's having a quietly good year compared to his time in green Bay. Of course, I'm not talking about the washed up quarterback who blew out his Achilles after four plays and who after another three, three night ayahuasca bender will likely decide he wants to play professional football in December. And in doing so will help miles Garrett set some sort of sack record. No, I'm talking about Amari Rogers who has not put the ball on the ground once this season. Granted, that's likely attributable to catching the ball zero times, but it's something to build on my question is did we part ways too soon with Amari? <laughs> a um, lot of strays in that question i love it yep
2: no we didn't yeah so okay i know you're not supposed to divide zero by zero but like i guess technically that would make it an undefined limit right like so. yeah
1: by the way for for all wide receivers with over 50 targets this year the highest average yards per target is in fact nico collins who went uh three picks or so after amari rogers that we all thought we were trading up to get and has turned into the receiver that we all thought he could be. So,
0: <sighs> hooray! A lot of misses in the drafts. Yeah, of one Brian Goodkins. Um, Scarf twenty-one. With the win against the Rams, I found myself feeling a little conflicted. On one hand, it's nice to see things come together and the team looking like they're figuring things out, and I'm sure a win would be a huge morale boost for a young team. But on the other hand. Barring a miraculous run, it is unlikely that this team will make make the playoffs and any win would nudge them further away from the premium top draft picks. What do you think is more important in the grand scheme of things, a young team getting a morale boost from a win and showing signs of life for the first time in weeks, or a top five draft pick? That is a loaded question, and we have discussed it, but go ahead. I'm
1: a, I'm a ruthless jerk in this situation, and if I was an NFL GM, I would spend all of my time trying to get as many quarterback draft picks as possible when my team was bad. And I would do whatever I needed to do to make that happen. Because if you get a quarterback who's worth anything, who's like a top five to seven guy, you're set for a decade. You don't have to worry about getting fired. You don't have to try that hard. You can just be with, do what the Colts do and just uh, incompetent your way to Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning a couple times, <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got a 35-year career. Um, that's the way to do it. So I think uh, morale boosts are not very useful. And getting one of Williams or May would be super-duper-duper duper useful. So, uh, yeah, I would rather, in the grand scheme of things, uh, suck for a year in football. Um, but, you know, <laughs> then, winning is good, too. And then
2: too. 11 a.m. Sunday, Paul's going to be like, go team! I
1: like win, winning, everybody. too. Winning is also
2: good.
0: Uh, PJ, PJ Wessels posts the link to the story about Blake Martinez. Oh. I feel like he was reading our minds wow. from six hours ago. Yeah talking about the the pokemon scandal that's wild <laughs> just passing along the, the the Blake Martinez card scandal thing so uh, danish cheesehead says here's a list of quarterbacks drafted at pick 3 to 10 between 2000 and 2021 ready Yep. Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Vince Young, Blake Bortles, Joey Harrington, Philip Rivers. Uh, by the way, I feel like this is the beginning of the like the Oscars or the Grammys, and they're reading all the people <laughs> who are scheduled to appear. So I'm going to keep going with that in mind. Philip Rivers, Mark Sanchez, Tua Tagovailoa, Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Byron Leftwich, Ryan Tannehill, Jake Locker, Patrick Mahomes, Blaine Gabbert, Matt Leinert, Josh Rosen the eye test indicates that the failure rate in top three to 10 could be 65% or more. I get that having a franchise quarterback is the top priority of any team. Given the Packers seem not likely to end with a top two pick. What would be your preference? If we are more than 65% (laughs) sure that Jordan love is not a franchise quarterback you
1: question here.
0: Do You else sell sell the farm and move into the top two or go with pick three to 10 in the quarterback. If you're less than 65% sure, do you sell the farm and move into a top two? Do you go with a pick with pick three to 10? Draft the best value on the board, or draft an offensive tackle.
2: Right, and if the man who drinks the tea owns a llama, then who walked the goat?
0: <laughs> and a train is leaving Green Bay for the NFL Draft in 2024.
1: Yep. So I don't think you can trade up in the top two. I don't think it's going to happen. It's no, going to be impossible. No, those, that's going to be held by teams that want those quarterbacks, and it's not going to work for you. Um, so you can eliminate that right from the get go. Um, so I am. Um, I what I would do is actually do the Brom draft here, and I would pick a guy in the probably still in the first round, maybe in the second round, and then I would grab another one late because this draft is actually pretty fun with quarterbacks, and I think you'll be able to get some guys late that actually have potential and some guys that have some holes early too, and like if you get JJ McCarthy a little bit early who has some problems but it has potential too, and then you get like uh, Pennix late, that's I can work with that. I want to see how that works out. So. That, but I'm a quarterback. I, I get quarterbacks. That's what I do. I, I pick them you, so like they lose.
0: Yeah, I mean you follow this so closely. Do you have a name? Like if it's not May or Caleb Williams,
1: McCarthy's going third. Well, okay. There are hmm, as of now, there's going third. There's some whispers about stuff with him that I can't get into for libel reasons um, that Ooh. may or may not be true. Honestly, so um, <laughs> wouldn't it that be is that he's wearing a toupee? You think that hair? <laughs>
2: Could be, could wouldn't be. be. Wouldn't it be slander because we're speaking? Uh, whatever, I definitely. It's totally slander. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, unless yeah. you write them down. We and he's also, he's
1: a, little, he's a little light, um, and people question his arm strength. I think it's fine personally. So that, I like Jordan Travis a lot. Um, I do like Penix, even though his arm's a little on the weak side, but whatever, we can work with that. There's a couple, like, there's a couple other guys too I got to look at a little bit more closely. Um, but like, there'll be some fun names late here too, and Penix I think will be one of them. So. Beating um. Daniels. Yeah, Jane Daniels, like, um, I kind of have discounted for a while because I feel like he's just been trying to find a spot where he can actually put up good numbers, but he did. And he he does have one previous season where he was really good, too. So, um, he's old, but I'm kind of in on him a little bit now, too. He's he's played really, really well. Like, Bo Nix is, like, not terrible. I don't want him because he's, like, 100 years old and um, has played a million different places, and I I don't trust him at all, but... Like he's okay, he'll be like a third rounder, maybe. Um, <laughs> he has good size and throws the ball hard. That's a plus also. Can, over a lot can of we admit
2: that, Bo Nix is not the name of a franchise quarterback. Bo Nix is the name of a guy who coaches a college team. I feel like Bo Nix
1: could be. That could work as a name. Like if that guy's good, then Bo Nix sounds awesome.
0: I I'm in, I'm, I'm kind of in on Jordan Travis. He's six one. Is that considered a little? He's small a little small. Yeah, he's a little small. Yeah. I'm in on him though. I like yeah. it. Uh, Matt Pickett, last uh last question from our patrons, or did we did I cross over into Twitter at some point? No, no you're, Matt's the last patron you got Matt it. Matt Pickett, G- uh, given who will be available this weekend, what would be your preferred starting offensive line, and why won't the Packers go with that configuration? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: I mean, what's available might force their hand a little bit. I, is Yash playing? Um, he got hurt. Uh, yeah, that kind I, haven't, of I haven't checked it. We should know these things. Well, it's Tuesday. It's not like there is a reliable injury report out yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, so no idea. We're just we're guessing at this point. And if if Yash doesn't play, then it's a bu- it's what well, we don't like. It's Rasheed Walker back it's out Rashid there, Walker. and uh, it's the interior that we don't really care for. I guess the, the other question here is Sean Ryan, who did play well in his one series of this game, uh, running the ball mostly. Um, and what do you, do you like him better than Newman? I guess would be the question, or JRJ, and maybe Newman. Um, Newman for sure, yeah. Um, but he's probably worth running out there for a couple series just to, to see how he does fair, you know, versus Newman, because he might be better. Newman kind of sucks. Um, but I mean, if Yash plays, then he should start for for sure. He's much better than Rasheed Walker is. Uh, but yeah, there's your answer.
0: That and split Ryan and see how he does. Yeah. All right, moving to yes. a couple of questions from <laughs> Blue Sky, which you have spelled blue the French way. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of Blue Sky. It goes that with chicken like... wings that way. Yes. Oh, I,
2: I have started calling it Bisky because that's, that's, <laughs> that's what how they abbreviate it. it. Uh,
0: blue uh, Sky. Darren Watkins says, what does a successful season for love look like from here on out? What will we have to do to show he can be the guy? Well will he have to do to show yeah. that he can be the guy moving he, forward he
2: can magically throw the ball 35 yards he's got to fix and
1: <laughs> he has to fix a mechanical problem like i don't i don't need him to fix every single mechanical problem but i want to see some evidence that coaching is actually helping so it can either be like better short throws where guys don't have to contort their bodies to catch the ball and turn up field before they get absolutely destroyed or start hitting some of these deep balls like letting it fly and trusting his receivers and his arm a little bit more but if it's just this from here on out um, yeah. even if his stats kind of vary up and down a little bit, like, no, that's not going to do It's not going to work. Like you got to be able to do a little bit more or defenses will take away the one thing you can actually do competently.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're just seeing the, we, we have, it's a plateau, right? Like it, you haven't seen improvement over the first nine yeah. weeks, whatever week we're in. And if it's completely different by the end of the season, great. Like I, I, I think that's fine, but uh, it's just not seeing it, not, not seeing seen it. it uh okay so this is mike bischoff the last question do you think the rest of their friends clown mcveigh for being the only one who can't beat lafleur <laughs> at the big, at I the mean, big they... shanahan get together absolutely that is oh,
2: they, they also got plenty to clown him for like like he's probably the only guy from the piss boys who still uses la looks hair gel <laughs>
1: like <laughs> here comes sean again hey sean you're running 11 personnel again this play <laughs> <laughs> The nerdiest get-togethers. <laughs> the nerdiest.
2: Okay, but d- does, Sol- does Saleh count in that? I guess he's Lafleur's Le- friend, but I don't think he's part of the show. I have no idea if he counts or not. Not a clue. Um, but I was like, he probably bullies all of them. So,
0: <laughs> Are you familiar with the, I believe, Danish? No, nah, Danish? Uh, Norwegian? Uh, the actor Joel Kinneman. I'm not actually sure, like... What his heritage is, I do not he's, not. he's in a lot of things, uh, for all mankind on Apple TV. Okay. He was Robocop for a reboot thing. Um, he's been in a few things anyway. Uh, Ro- Joel Kinneman and Robert Sala have the same voice, and he's Swedish, uh, by
2: the way.
0: Swedish, Swedish, of course, yeah. he's Swedish. Why did I think it was anything more exotic than that? Um, <laughs> the accent is subtle, is what I okay. So, so right. Robert Sala's accent is different. But they have the same voice. It's very, very strange to me. Huh. Um, they you know, they. I, I don't know why that. I don't know why I'm making that observation now. But it's definitely something that has struck me. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, that's it, though. We have no more questions. Okay, I was gonna say I, I think
2: Salah looks looks like if you were trying to describe the rock to a uh, <laughs> sketch artist,
0: <laughs> you in a facade. Okay, that could be yes. You were <laughs> catchphrases. Uh, that's it, guys. We're, we're done. done. We're, we're through. All right. Uh, JR, anything to plug? I mean, you know what I'm writing about this week. Yes, it's I do a lot. A lot of Craig Council leaving to join the Chicago Cubs in one of the bigger WTF moments in Wisconsin sports history. Uh, I don't even think that's hyperbolic. So, uh, so we're doing a lot of that. Um, yeah. Uh, at some point next week, we'll we'll kind of shift gears toward high school football. I'll be doing some live blogs in Madison from the uh, the seven championship games nice. coming up in uh, at Camp Randall Stadium. That's again not this weekend, but the following uh tj watt's gonna be basing off the packers so there's always some tj watt content at jsonline.com you can you can find all of that and uh yeah those will be those will be kind of the topics of the week unless uh unless something else strikes me here jury duty for me though tomorrow and oh maybe wow Uh, yeah it's been a week guys it's been (laughs) root canal canal jury duty. today a guy came the dishwasher (laughs) broke so i had a repairman here jury duty I'm running a trivia thing for a bunch of preteens on Friday. It's been a week. It's it's a week, guys.
1: Ufta, all right. Oof-da. Good luck that's with Swedish, all that. That's
0: Norwegian. Yeah. No, that's Yiddish. Ufta. What is Ufta? It's it's Swedish. Oh, it is Swedish. Yeah, it's Swedish. fantastic. Matt, how about Shout out to you? To Joel Kinneman.
2: I'm just, I'm JR. I'm a little offended. You didn't call me to help fix your dishwasher, like I did that for. A are you life.
0: capable of? Are you capable of fixing a dishwasher from three states away? No.
2: Yeah, easily. Especially if Three there was there was if there's an error code involved, I can absolutely... Um, it was
0: definitely not an error code. It was a cloggage that I could not access. So uh, I, yeah, you, I... You could have
2: accessed it. You can tear apart any dishwasher sold in the United States with a quarter-inch uh-huh. nut driver and a T15 uh, Torx driver.
0: Let me be more clear. It could have been <laughs> done by someone who isn't me, which is why I hired someone to do yeah, that bro, thing. Just,
2: just FaceTime me and I got you. Hey, Matt, I'm, I'm telling you
0: I'm not taking apart my dishwasher, man. Not doing it. <laughs> all right. All
2: right. So, no, but, uh, nothing major to plug this week. I am writing stuff for Acme Packing Company. Just look out for whatever. However, I'm going to just say this in perpetuity now. Um, visit lymphoma.org, donate to lymphoma research, call your best friend, tell them you love them, open your best bottles. Life is short. Yeah.
1: Do all that stuff. That is a good That is good life advice for Matt. Um, I think there might be too many pods this week because I'm still mad I didn't get to talk about baseball. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I might even put it on the main feed.
0: <laughs> just, some people is gonna tune. Oh, the mini pods up. Oh, it's all Craig Council again. What, what the hell?
1: Yeah. If there's, make sure you, if you are only in it for football, make sure you get the right one. Um, because I'm, uh I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings on this whole thing. So, so do look for that. People. Yeah. Um, keep an eye out for that. I will have something. I will have a couple things up at ABC later this week. Um, and uh, it's not going to happen this week. But I got I got to finish a project with uh with Aaron pretty soon too on on the sledding. So, um, that'll that'll be soon. I'm almost done. Not not quite there yet, but almost done. So that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll play Pittsburgh this week. Everybody enjoy the game. we we'll back next week. Cap it and all that fun stuff. A place
0: where all good sinners can get. Started. my holy vision you keep your stupid pride you said I couldn't make it on my own down.